Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. Here I am, Lord, and I'm drowning in your sea of forgetfulness. The chains of yesterday surround me. I yearn for peace and rest. I don't want to end up where you found me. And it echoes in my mind, keeps me awake tonight. I know you've cast my sin as far as the east is from the west. And I stand before you now as, as though I've never sinned. But today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been rising up in me again. In the arms of your mercy, I find rest. Cause you know just how far the east is from the west. One scarred hand to the other I start the day the war begins Endless reminding of my sin And time and time again Your truth is drowned out by the storm I'm in just one mistake away from you leaving me this way. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been come rising up in me again. In the arms of your mercy, I find this. Just how far the east is from the west One's got hands in the other
morning, gentlemen. Pray that you're doing well. This is Pastor Greg, and always enjoy my three or four minutes with you on Transformation Radio. Um, haven't had a chance to see much of you of late. Uh, been off uh, with quite a bit of uh, stuff going on with uh, Hope Over Heroines, and want to thank and affirm all of my men who have done so well uh, in the events that uh, you've participated in. Uh, thank you so much for your leadership. Uh, Dustin and Kerwin and others have done a wonderful job of uh, taking the lead, uh, and many of you uh, were instrumental in changing lives and helping people in Dayton and in Columbus. And so thank you so much for being light uh, to a very dark community. I will let you guys know and let everyone on Transformation Radio know that we had 70 people that uh, came looking for assistance at Hope Over Heroin. Um, many of them have come into the refuge. Uh, many of them didn't know to tell us that they had heard about us there and came into the refuge. But we've had even a couple come in today, this being Monday when I'm recording this. So you're making an impact. Um, Man, you're doing a, a wonderful job when you're out in the community and in events like this, um, helping people out. Uh, I was going to share a little story from a lady. She said the hill was steep and uh, seemed never-ending, and it was this uh, sense of adventure mixed with a healthy dose of fear as they placed the sled on the snow at the top of the hill. Um, my two boys, they climbed on, and they went down laughing and screaming and having a blast they conquered the fear of the hill, and they really conquered the hill. And then it was my daughter's turn, and so my daughter climbed on a sledding disc, and she went down the same hill, And but uh, her trip down the hill was not filled with much glee. Uh, as she started down the hill, she began to spin, and eventually the disc toppled and sent her tumbling down the rest of the hill, and instead of laughter, uh, she was met with tears, and instead of joy, there was quite a bit of pain. And the author of this little story of her kids, you know, she asked the question, she goes, well, then what was the difference? And uh, she reminds us that the boys were on a sled, and the boys had had a rudder uh, on the sled, and yet her daughter was on a disc traversing the same hill, the same stuff, the same circumstances, but she was on a disc that did not have a rudder, and she was just kind of flying uh, really on her seat. Um, and so I, I liked that little story in that, um, you know, the men, the boys that had the rudder, they were able to navigate the hill effectively. They had something to guide their path. Uh, the young lady, the daughter, uh, really was just kind of winging it and just going down uh, on a disc. I think about uh, Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation, right, where he sprayed the Pam on it, went going uh, 90 miles an hour down the hill. That that might be a too old a reference for many of you that are in here, but uh, somebody like Ben or Tom, they, they'll definitely remember. But one of the things that I want to say is when we're rudderless, uh, we really don't have much of a chance. The the, the treachery of life's uh, hills, its circumstances, its uh, its dips and valleys will, um, if we don't have one of those, we are going to be careening a little out of control. And so what I want to encourage you today is um, just three simple things to make sure that your rudder is in place as you prepare for today. Make sure that your thinking is renewed. Don't let anything from yesterday uh, deter you from the direction that you're on today. The Lord wants to set your path. He wants to, to be uh, your guide. 
He wants to offer you uh, light to it, and he wants to give you the, the direction with which to take. And so I want you to first uh, have a renewed mind as you enter into today. As you, as you get set, make sure the rudder that you're going to use for the day is one that is uh, being guided and steered by the Father and by what he wants to do for your path today. And then I want you to fix your thoughts on those things. Um, don't look to the right or to the left. Stay focused and, and determined to stay in whatever the Lord has set out as the path. Make sure that it's, you're fixed on it. Don't get distracted. Don't become scatterbrained. Stay focused on what that is. And before you head out today, um, don't just uh, look to traverse the hill. Don't be like the young lady that just jumped on a disc and went flying down the hill with no mechanism to steer. You've, you've, you've built this renewed idea of what today's going to be about. You've set the path. You've fixed your mind on it. Now spend a few minutes in personal time, in personal reflection, in personal prayer, asking the Lord to say that whatever you know I'm going to face today, whatever this, this downhill looks like today, whatever this journey that I'm on today, Lord, I'm going to trust you with being the mechanism that's steering me. I'm going to trust your spirit to giving me exactly what to do and how to do it. And I want to pray to you right now that you be the guide for my day today. Simple message, but something sometimes we need to remember as we get ready to embark upon our day. So have you done those things? If you haven't, uh, take a little piece of paper, jot them down. Uh, get to your word. Where's the Lord leading you today? And then pray about it and get set for a great day in him. Lord, I appreciate you uh, giving me the chance to share with these guys today. And it's in your son's name that I ask your blessing over all of them as they embark on a day uh, where you are their rudder. In Jesus' name, amen. Our reading today in the New Testament will be from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. We'll see that Paul condemned those who twist God's word. Preachers, teachers, and anyone else who talks about Jesus Christ must remember that they stand in God's presence. He hears every word. Many Christian ministers and leaders twist Scripture in their attempt to motivate audiences. Others take Scripture out of context to promise their own views. When you tell people about Christ, be careful not to distort the message to please your audience. Proclaim the truth of God's Word. We'll read here today that the good news is revealed to everyone, except to those who refuse to believe. Satan is the God of this world. His work is to deceive, and he has blinded those who don't believe in Christ. The allure of money, power, and pleasure blinds people to the light of Christ's good news. Those who reject Christ and prefer their own pursuits have unknowingly made Satan their God. Now the focus of Paul's preaching was Christ and not himself. When you witness, tell people about what Christ has done and not about your abilities and accomplishments. People must be introduced to Christ, not to you. And if you hear someone preaching about himself or his own ideas rather than about Christ, well, beware, he's a false teacher. Paul also reminds us here today in the reading of this scripture that though we may think we're at the end of our rope, we're never at the end of our hope. Our perishable bodies are subject to sin and suffering, but God never abandons us. Because Christ has won the victory over death, we have eternal life. All our risks, humiliations, and trials are opportunities for Christ to demonstrate His power and presence in and through us. When opposition, slander, or disappointment 
threaten to rob you of the victory, remember that no one can destroy what God has accomplished through you. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. August 30th, the New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us, Paul and his co-workers, this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts, so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death. But this has resulted in eternal life for you. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they
Open the book of Psalms. Our narrative comes from Psalm chapter 44, verses 1 through 8. There's a reference here that says, "You drove out the pagan nations." It refers to the conquest of Canaan, which is the promised land described in the book of Joshua. God gave the land to the Israelites, but they were supposed to do their part. They were supposed to enter and drive out anyone who was wicked and opposed to God. Israel was told to settle the land. And to be a witness to the world of God's power and love, well, surrounded by enemies, the psalm writer here remembered what God had done for His people and took heart. Now we today can have this same confidence in God when we feel attacked. The question, of course, is in whom or in what do you trust? Remember, only God is trustworthy. He will never let you down. Psalm forty-four. Verses one through eight, for the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. Oh God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us of all you did in their day, in days long ago. You drove out the pagan nations by your power, and gave all the land to our ancestors. You crushed their enemies and set our ancestors free. They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory; it was your right hand and strong arm, and the blinding light from your face that helped them. For you loved them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Israel. Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the one who gives us victory over our enemies. 
you disgrace those who hate us. O God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Interlude Proverbs 22, verses 10 through 12. Throw out the mocker, and fighting goes too. Quarrels and insults will disappear. Whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king as a friend. The Lord preserves those with knowledge, but he ruins the plans of the treacherous.
Be still and know 
and thank you for listening to today's edition of Transformation Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you all have a good day today.